Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. I uh, kind of argue with God about this message tonight because uh, I want to talk about the church. And I feel like, well, uh, I'm preaching to the choir here on Wednesday night. You know the people, the people that need to hear a message like this aren't aren't here, so uh, I'll give it to you, and you can bring it to those who aren't here. Praise the Lord, Amen. So, Matt, open your Bibles with me tonight to Matthew chapter sixteen. Matthew sixteen thirteen. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, "Who do people say the Son of Man is?" And they said, some say John the Baptist, and others Elijah, but still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I just want to talk to you a little bit about the church. Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus came to save the human race, but he came so he could have a people, a bride, a family. The focus of the New Testament is really the church. The earth, the Bible says, is going to culminate, the end of all this that we know, is going to culminate in a new heaven and a new earth and a wedding. And the marriage, the wedding is the marriage supper of the Lamb. And it says in the scripture in Revelation 19, and the bride has made herself ready. What does the bride do to get ready? Well, in the natural, she fixes her hair and buys a dress and puts on makeup and shoes and jewelry and everything else. But for us, the church is being holy. In Ephesians chapter 5, Paul likens the, the relationship of husband and wife to Christ and the church. And, we, and the church is the bride. And the, he's coming back for a bride, it says, without spot or wrinkle, a holy bride. So this is, what, this is our assignment while we're here on this earth. To walk in holiness, to become the people that God's called us to be. Holy, separated from the world. Holy in thought, holy in word, holy in deed. Living that way for God. Preparing ourselves for his coming. Uh, to be For the marriage supper of the Lamb. The church was birthed in Acts chapter 2. The Holy Spirit fell. And you know, the church couldn't come until the Holy Spirit was given. Because God... Jesus said, I'm not, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And the church, the church had to wait for the Holy Spirit so the church could be empowered to be the church that God's called us to be, to do what God's called us to do. We have to have the power of God in our life. And it came, on, it came in Acts chapter 2. 
And Peter stood up and preached on that day and 3,000 people came to the Lord. And the, and the Bible says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in the breaking of bread and prayer. They joined together. They came together as, as a body and, and to worship God and to fellowship and to, and to do what God's called them to do. And, lay, and just a few scriptures later in Acts chapter 2, I believe it's verse 47. It says, and the Lord was adding daily, added to the church daily, such as should be saved. The church was birthed and the church took off. And it was a powerful church. It was a miraculous church. It was a strengthened church. And that's the church that God wants us to be. You know, the Bible says in more than one place, it says that he is the head of the body, the church. The church is his body. We are the body of Christ on the earth. And we should be doing what the body of Christ did. That's why I'm so adamant about pursuing God for signs and wonders and miracles. Because that's what Jesus did on the earth. When he was here in his physical body, he healed the sick. He cast out demons. He raised the dead. He cured the leper. He opened deaf, eye, deaf ears. He opened blind eyes. He, he, and we are his body today on the earth. And we should be doing what he did. We are the body of Christ. And we should be acting the way he acted and doing the deeds that he did. And so I'm going to continue to press and believe God for signs and wonders and miracles and bring the gospel to this world because they need it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The church is the ecclesia. The Greek word for church in the, in the New Testament is ecclesia, and it means a, call, a, a called out ones, but not just called out and separated from the world, called out to come together for a purpose. And that's what we do as a church, bringing the gospel, bringing the good news of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. Hallelujah. And then when people get saved, they need to get into a church somewhere. You know, I'm convinced that God wants every believer in a local church. In Psalm 68, it says that God puts the solitary in families. God wants every believer to be nurtured, to be kind of uh, instructed, to protect her, to be sheltered, to be cared for. Just like a child, just like a natural child needs a family, a spiritual child needs a church family. Someone, they can, someone that knows them, someone that can pray for them, someone that can encourage them and help them become all that God's called them to be. It never happens when you're, when you're on your own. It probably won't happen when you're on your own, but it will happen if you're in a church. God has set some in the church, the Bible says. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, God has set some in the church, apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts of healings, and in Ephesians chapter 4, it says he's given gifts to men, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the maturing of the saints that we might grow up in all aspects unto him. So this is, this, it's so important. You know, maybe I'm, maybe it's because I'm a pastor I feel this way, but I also feel like I think part of it, I was raised Roman Catholic, and in the Catholic church, that's what you do. You go to church on Sunday. And, that's, and, and they, they make it an obligation. At least when I was growing up, it was a sin if you didn't go to church. But we should want to go to church. You know, I want, I'd be in a church whether I'm pastoring or not, I'm telling you. Because there, there was a time when we weren't pastoring. We were out of ministry for two years. And we found a church. We found the church that God wanted us to be in, and we went every day. We drove to, it ended up in Lowville. We drove to Lowville every single Sunday 
for two years, for a little over two years, because we felt like that was the church that God wanted us in. And we had to go to church. We just felt a, a pull, uh, not, not a negative thing, but not a legalistic thing, but a desire. God, it's Sunday. We need to be in church. We need to be worshiping God and feeding on the word. It's what God's called us to as believers, and that's what we wanted. That's what we did, and, and God blessed us because of it. Hallelujah. Everyone is important. Everyone is important. You know, it's so easy for people to, uh, to feel like they're not important because they maybe don't have a specific job in the church. When we were worshiping tonight, Mike Mulligan came to me. You know the story of Mike Mulligan and his steam shovel? It's an old kid's story. Mike Mulligan had a steam shovel, and he started to dig a basement. Is that right? And he was digging the basement, and, and the more people that came, the faster he dug and the better he dug. That, am I saying it right? Yeah. You mean, you mean, come on. You, 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 know Mike, you don't know Mike Mulligan. you got to get Mike. We, we, huh? And so, in order for Mike Mulligan to, and the steam shovel to do their ultimate, what you needed a crowd. And so all, you know, the people that came, their responsibility was not to dig. Their responsibility was just to come. And their coming made it happen, made the, 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 the steam shovel work. And sometimes people don't understand that I may not have a specific job in the church, uh, shoveling or mowing or ushering, but... But if I just come, my job is to come. My job is to add my faith to their faith. My job is to add my voice to their praise. My job is to add their, you know, their believing God. My job is just to come and to, be, and to add my strength to their strength. That's my job. And if we would see that as important. So many times we don't see it's important. So, oh, what does it matter if I'm there? It matters if you're there. I tell you, you can feel the difference in the anointing, say on a Sunday morning, when we, when we were in that COVID thing and we had maybe 15 or 20 people at the max. You could feel the difference in the anointing. Now, the people were worshiping their best, but it's different when you got 50 or 60 or more. I tell you, that, that's, what, that's why God would show up in Benny Hinn meetings because they'd rent a, a, this civic auditorium somewhere, and they'd have 10, 12, 14,000 people all worshiping God. And when they did that, it's like God just showed up, and, and people started getting healed. It, it's an, it creates an atmosphere when people come, and I don't, I don't know that people understand that, that it's important that they come because it just creates an atmosphere for God to move. And they, they're pulling on, everyone's pulling on God, everyone's praising God, everyone's worshiping God. And, and God shows up in his presence and his anointing come because, of, because the heart of the people that are there. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Church attendance is so important. I mean, Hebrew, you know that scripture in Hebrews chapter 10. It says, Forsake, forsaking not the assembly of themselves together, encouraging one another. Especially as you see the day approaching. For not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. It's important that we come together as a body for God to do what he wants to do. So our attitude should be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my place. I'm going to add my strength to their strength. I'm going to do my part. 
and God is going to show up. Hallelujah. We are the body of Christ. We are called on this earth to do what he called us to do. And the, another, another important uh, factor, another important reason why we need to go to church is what I would call the Sabbath principle. I keep saying one of these days, I keep saying to my wife, one of these days I'm going to write a book about the Sabbath. I don't know that I'll ever do it. But as I read my Bible, I see so many references to the Sabbath over and over and over again in, in the Old Testament. God speaks about the Sabbath. And the Sabbath is so important. The violation of the Sabbath was, was a major offense against God. And in fact, it's one reason not the only reason, but it's one reason why the children of Israel went into captivity for 70 years in Babylon. In, Le in Leviticus chapter 25, God said, the you need to give the land a Sabbath. You can sow for six years, and you can get crops for six years, but on the seventh year, you cannot sow. You've got to just leave the land, uh, what, was, what was I say, fallow? You've got to just leave it. Don't plant anything. You've got to give the land a Sabbath rest on the seventh year. And if you don't, the next chapter in, in uh, Leviticus 26, he said, if you don't, I'll scatter you to the nations and, you, and I'll bring you out of this land until, until the land gets its Sabbaths. And in 2 Chronicles chapter, 20, chapter 36, let me go there just real quick. 2 Chronicles chapter 36. In verse 20, listen. Those who had escaped the sword, this, this is when they went into captivity in Babylon. Those who had escaped the sword, he carried away to Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar. And they were servants to him and to his sons until the rule of the kings of Persia to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed its Sabbaths. All the days of its desolation, it kept Sabbath until 70 years were complete. What does that mean? It means God said, you have to give the land a Sabbath rest every six years, every, every seventh year. And for 490 years, they didn't do that. And so God said, you're going in captivity for 70 years until the land gets its Sabbath. There's something very important about giving. And I'm not saying that we have to meet on Saturday, on the literal Sabbath. But the Sabbath principle is giving, giving God a day, taking a day, setting aside a day for, for God. And part of that is going to church. I'm just, you know, I'm not mad at people that don't come. I'm really not. But I just feel like you're missing out on something. You're missing out on God's best for your life. There's something about regular church attendance that God blesses that person. And, and there's been many times over the years where someone comes to church and I'm, I don't consider myself the greatest preacher by any means, but God will bring a word, and somebody will say, you know, I, that's exactly the word that I needed to hear. And I thought, well, that's what you get for coming. You know? But I, didn't know what, I don't know what people need. I, I just preach what I feel like God wants me to preach, and God ministers to people. But when you come, you get something. God will give you something, and you leave different. You leave better. You leave strengthened because of the word of God, just because you came. Hallelujah. It makes a difference.
Church attendance is honoring to God. It's saying I'm putting aside everything else and I'm, go- and I'm coming to meet with you. It honors God when we, when we come to church. Hallelujah. Bless your Lord. I'm just trying to figure out, decide how to how I want to say how I want to say this. I don't want to offend anybody. I really don't. But uh, another thing we have to understand about church is that you need to be in the church where God wants you. you we, we don't get to choose. Well, we shouldn't. We shouldn't get. To, we don't get to choose where we go to church. You, you don't choose church because it's closest to your home. You know, well, we like going there. It's close. It doesn't take long to get there. Or we like the youth ministry. Or we like the praise and worship or whatever. But we go to the, you need to be in the church where God tells you to go. And people have said to me, well, we've had visitors. Well, we're just visiting. And I say, fine, you know, try our church. Try a couple other churches. But the church that you walk in and you feel like, you know what? I feel like I'm home. That's where God wants you. And that's all it takes. You listen to your spirit. The Spirit will tell you where, where home is. When we were out of ministry for those two and a half years, we tried probably four or five different churches before we ended, we went to Lowville. We, we, just, we went to Lowville just to kind of go. But when we walked in, we felt like this is it. It's like it was, it was the witness of the Spirit. You know, you get, we've had many times where people walk in to this church, not because of me, but because of this. This is just where God wants them. And they walk in. They say, you know what? As soon as I walked in here, I felt like I was home. I said, well, then praise the Lord. This is it. That's the witness of the Spirit. And that's, that's how we decide what church we should go to. Not by, our, not by what we like. Because the church you end up in may be the church you like. It may be a church. Maybe, the, maybe there's a church down the road that seems better. But God knows what I need. And he puts me in the church that's good for me. Hallelujah. So just come. Attending church is God honoring. It's making time for him. It's making him a priority. And part of our faithfulness to God is faithfulness to his house. I'll say that again. Part of my faithfulness to God is faithfulness to his house. And in every church, there may be some dry times. There may be some good times. But just keep coming. It's like a family. And we will serve God. We will worship God. We will bless God. And God will do in our lives and in our congregation as a whole what he wants. In John chapter 2, Jesus cleansed the temple. And the, and the apostles said, uh, they remembered the scripture that says, zeal for thine house has consumed me. You know, zeal for God was expressed was zeal for his house. And my prayer is that everybody will have a zeal for the house of the Lord. That we'll want to come. We'll want to join with others. We'll want to fellowship. We'll want to contribute. We'll want to add our faith and our voices and our strength and pull on God and believe God to do mighty things in our midst. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for the body. I thank you for the body of Christ. I thank you for a place we can come, Lord, and be fed, and be nurtured, and be protected, and be covered. I pray for everyone in our church, Lord. I pray for healing to flow in their bodies. I pray that you encourage them, strengthen them, bless them, Lord. 
We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for what you're doing in this church. We thank you for what you're doing in your church, Lord, in the church, in the church body in this city, in the church body on the earth. Bring glory to your name. Use us, O oh God, for your glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.